0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 132 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week, I have put together a list of 15 things that any photographer will need at some point in their journey. The reason I'm doing this is because Black Friday is at the end of this week, plus Christmas is a little over a month away. And I want you to know what you want in your stocking. Okay, number one, extra memory cards. Now, if you think you're going to get away with just having two cards, one in the camera and one as a backup, it doesn't work like that. When you start doing two or three or more sessions a week, you're going to need maybe eight cards, even more in some cases. Why? Because the first session you might use two cards. You might not have enough time to get them onto your computer and backed up before the second session comes around, especially if you've got a full time job then the same thing's going to happen when you get your third session. So if you get a call and you need to fit in an extra session, a number four for the week, you know you're going to have enough cards available. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, I can do a, a session you know, on one card. That's fine. Just make sure for whatever type of photography that you're doing, you've got double the amount. Number two, gloves. Now, these are photography gloves that allow you to uncover your fingers and thumb to operate the camera. Now, I've had a pair for over 17 years, and after the first event at an ice rink, you'll realise why you need some. If you shoot weddings in the winter, you'll need a pair. If you shoot wildlife, you're going to need a pair, especially if you're out in winter or a cold morning. Just remember, you can't work properly if you're uncomfortable, so get yourself cosy. They're not that expensive, these gloves. The end just peels back and you've got your little fingers showing there and you can do all you need and then flip it back and get your fingers warm again. Next is number three, lens and sensor cleaning kits. These are inexpensive and you need a way to clean your lenses and your sensor. A dirty lens or sensor will reduce the quality of your photos. It'll also add to your editing time, which is really annoying. Something as simple for your lenses can just be a little spray and a cloth. And the sensor cleaning kits come with like a little paddle, like some kind of pad. But you've got to get the right size cleaner for your sensor because there's different size sensors. You can't use a full frame cleaning kit on a APS-C crop sensor. They're going to be too big. So just make sure you get the one that's right for your camera. Next, number four, flash. If you don't own a flash, you need one. They're easy to use, and they're going to improve your portraits. You don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on one. You can buy a used one for under $100. If you already have one, consider buying a second to use as a slave. The flash will go off when it sees the light from another flash. So you can set up a home studio with just a couple of flashes. It's so simple to do. Next one. Number five, camera bags. Now, camera bags aren't cheap but that's okay because you don't want to be putting thousands of dollars of equipment into a flimsy $25 bag. You need a well-designed camera bag to organize everything and know that it's not bouncing around inside while you're carrying it. Now it's a great feeling turning up at a shoot knowing where every piece of your equipment is. When you get a new bag take some time to work out where the lenses and bodies will fit in the bag. Keep all your memory cards in the same pocket. Searching for stuff during a session doesn't impress anyone. Number six is a tripod or monopod. A lot of photographers don't use tripods and I was one of them for a long time. Everything I shot was handheld but for sports I used a monopod. The monopod is great because it takes the weight of the camera and the lens and allows you to get sharper images. I started using a tripod for landscapes because it keeps the camera still when I was using very slow shutter speeds. Without it, the pictures would have been blurred, so consider getting a tripod or a monopod. Number seven, a circular polarizer. Now, these are a great tool to have in your bag. A polarizer is sunglasses for your lens and removes any glare. If you're thinking of getting one, get a variable polarizer. This type allows you to adjust how much polarizing you need. On the front of each lens, there is a zero with a line through it and the number next to it. That is the diameter of the polarizer that you need. It might say 52, 66, 77, whatever it is, that's the size you need to buy. Now, number eight is a crystal ball. Now, Kenzie, my daughter, bought me one of these a couple of years ago, and I didn't think it was going to be much use until I used it. The result was very cool. I shot a snowy scene at sunset through the ball. I don't use it too often, but when I do, it never disappoints me. It's crazy what you can do with them. Anyway, number nine, drones. If you're thinking about shooting real estate, you need a drone. Even if you don't cover real estate, you can make money with a drone. Just make sure you know what the legalities are for using a drone commercially in your area. The fines, especially in Canada, can be pretty heavy. So look it up, find out what you need to do, and if there's a test, go take it and get yourself a drone because they're very, very useful. Number 10, spare batteries. Just like memory cards, you need to have plenty of batteries available, and if you use a mirrorless camera, you will go through more batteries than if you had a DSLR. Shooting in cold weather is going to cause batteries to drain faster also, and make sure you have more than you need. It's better to be safe than sorry. Number 11. Remote shutter release. Now there are two types. There's wired, which plugs into the side of the camera, and wireless, which doesn't. Landscape photographers use them, but portrait photographers can also benefit from using them. If you put your camera on a tripod, you can talk to your subject and keep them relaxed while all the time taking photos. A lot of people tense up when you start looking through the viewfinder. So using a remote shutter can be really useful. Just make sure when you're talking to the person, don't be way off to the right or left because they're going to look at you and not in the camera. Stand behind the camera and just have the clicker, whatever it is, your release behind your back. They'll never know. Well, they'll know if the flashes are going off, I guess. <laughs> okay, number 12, white balance card. Now, setting a custom white balance using an 18% grey card can save you time when you're editing. There's nothing wrong with being more accurate. So these little cards, you just hold them up in front of the camera, take a photo, set it as a custom white balance. Everything's going to come out great and you will spend a lot less time editing. Number 13, the battery grip. A battery grip fits onto the bottom of your camera body and allows you to use two batteries instead of one. It also gives you a second shutter button, plus some others, when you turn the camera to shoot vertically. So you don't have to reach across to use the shutter. It's right where it needs to be, right under your finger. Number 14, external drives. Now, backing up your files is very important. The easiest way to do it is on an external hard drive. The best type of hard drives are the solid state drives. You'll see them as SSD. Because these drives just don't have any moving parts. They're just like a little thumb drive, which they're not that small, but it's the same technology. You need a couple of external drives, so you have your photos on your computer and the two external drives. Now, you can get a 2 terabit external solid-state drive for under $100 at the moment. And I'm thinking they'll probably drop a little bit more by Friday because it's Black Friday. So keep an eye open for those if you're looking to buy them. All right, number 15, the last one, which I think is probably the most important, the Adobe Photography Plan subscription. Now, of all the things I've listed, like I just said, this is the most important if you don't already have Lightroom and Photoshop. Half of your time as a photographer is spent editing photos. So use the best programs for the job. At $9.99 a month, For the photographer's plan, you get Lightroom and Photoshop, plus you get some other versions, and I use a... There's a video one there, which I can't remember the name of. I always forget them. Anyway, so yeah, the main ones are Lightroom, Classic, and Photoshop. You get Lightroom versions and Photoshop versions for your phone as well, I think. I don't use those. Now, you would think it would be cheaper if you paid a year in advance, but it isn't. It's still exactly the same price You can pay $119.88 for a year, which is a good Christmas present from someone if, if you're thinking of doing this. There are constant updates and you can use the Photoshop beta or beta, depending where you live, version that tests all the new stuff before it's released and you can try it out yourself. That's very cool to see. You're actually testing it for them, I guess. Okay, so those are the 15 things that photographers might need to buy or get someone else to buy them during the Black Friday sales. I'll put a link to them all on the episode page over at photographysidehustle.com forward slash 132. That's the numbers, 132. If you want to join the conversation in the Facebook group, I'd love to see you there. If you want me to check out your website or portfolio, you can contact me using Messenger. Right, I'm all waffled out. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.